This is Your Business Unleashed, a podcast about building a business that makes money without you. I want to help you grow your company effectively so you can enjoy your work and your life more. I'm your host, Clayton Aiken. I'm an accountant and business advisor, an entrepreneur and a family man. Every episode, I'll provide simple, actionable insights for entrepreneurs who want to get off the treadmill. We'll talk to other business owners about their journeys and industry experts about the tools that they use to gain a competitive edge. Let's unleash your business. Hello, you wonderful entrepreneurs, but more specifically, you lawyers and partners of law firms. We're recording a brief series for lawyers and law firms to help them get their financial house in order and to streamline their systems. Today, we're going to talk about how partners' capital accounts work. Many lawyers and accountants operate using a limited liability partnership structure like we talked about in a former podcast, and they own their interest in the LLP either personally or through a professional corporation. You can check out our blog and podcast, uh, Business Structures for Law Firms. But today I'm going to explain what a partner's capital account is, how it works, and why it matters. Okay, so how is a partner's capital account in an LLP calculated? Generally, the starting point of a partner's capital account is their initial contribution to the partnership. It is increased by their annual income from the partnership and reduced by any accounting losses allocated to them and any draws that they took during the year. So here's a simple formula for calculating partners capital. So it's initial partners capital contributed plus um, accounting income allocated minus accounting losses allocated minus draws taken from the partnership. And that will equal the partners capital account balance. And of course, it's a rolling balance that accumulates through the years. So let's say that in 2019, Tom recently became a partner of Black, White, and Gray LLP, and part of his requirement to join the partnership was a capital contribution of $100,000 in exchange for his partnership units. Although this loan is often tracked separately for accounting purposes, it's added to the balance in Tom's partnership capital account. So BWG LLP's partnership agreements calculates the annual income allocation on an eat what you kill model with allocations based on a mixture of professional time consumed, revenue earned uh, and work brought into the firm. Because the partnership is successful and efficient, it has never incurred accounting losses. So Tom's income allocations between 2019 and 2021 are as follows. In 2019, he was allocated $350,000. 2020, $450,000, and in 2021, $600,000. The partnership agreement requires that Tom leave his initial capital contribution in the partnership plus $50,000 of working capital, and which increases by $10,000 per year for every $100,000 in increased sales that Tom generates for the firm. The assumption is that with every $100,000 of uh, sales that Tom generates, he's going to have to cover some additional op costs, and so he needs to leave extra working capital behind. Okay, so Tom's draws between 2019 and 2021 are as follows. 2019, he took out $300,000, which was the $350,000 income allocation minus the fifty dollars in working capital he had to leave behind. 2020, he took four forty, dollars which is the four fifty dollars in income allocation minus the extra ten dollars in working capital he had to leave behind. 2021, he took five eighty five, dollars which was the six hundred dollars minus the working capital adjustment. So he has the initial capital contribution of $100,000 plus 2021 income allocation of three fifty. dollars Less draws in 2019 of 300. So his 2019 partner capital account balance is 150,000 plus the 2020 income allocation of 450 less. 
2020 draws of $440,000. Remember, he's got to leave that extra $10,000 behind for working capital now. So his 2020 partner's capital account balance is $160,000 plus 2021 income allocations of $600 minus 2021 draws of $585. Uh, remember, he's got to leave a little bit extra behind for partner's capital, uh, working capital adjustment. So his ending 2021 partner capital balance in alignment with the LLP agreement is $175,000. Tom's partner capital balance of $175,000 represents the amount that is due to Tom for accounting purposes should he retire or leave the partnership. So tax allocations are not the same as draws, nor accounting income allocations. And this is what gets really confusing with LLP structures, and you want to make sure that you hire an accountant that understands this stuff. To make matters more confusing, LLPs track two different income allocations annually and two different types of partner capital accounts. One is for accounting and one is for tax. So the tax income allocation, adjusted cost base, and at-risk amount are tracked separately and reported to the partners on their annual T5013 slips. A T5013 slip is used to provide the partner with the information that they need to file their taxes. Tax income allocations are determined in the partnership agreement and often mirror the allocations of accounting income, but they can vary widely depending on a particular business arrangement. So accounting versus taxable income. The accounting income, which contributes to the above noted partner's capital accounts, is adjusted annually for items that are not deducted and must be included for tax purposes. The various adjustments that are made to accounting income to arrive at tax income are beyond the scope of this podcast, but everyone knows about a few. So the first one is 50% of meals and entertainment are not deductible for tax purposes, even though they are included for accounting income purposes. Golf dues are not included uh, or deductible. That's just a, a strange carve out in our income tax act. You can't deduct golf dues. And third, accounting uh, depreciation on equipment is often different than tax depreciation. So those are just some of the adjustments that will change accounting income into the tax income. Okay, partner's capital account versus adjusted cost base, ACB for tax, and at-risk amount, ARA for tax. The calculation of a partner's capital account and the ACB for tax purposes is approximately the same with a few main differences and a few that are beyond the scope of this podcast. One, accounting and tax income and losses are generally different amounts because of the adjustments we talked about before. And two, Income is not included in the calculation of ACB until the first day of the following year, which is a bizarre result in our Income Tax Act, but it is very intentional. This second point can make a limited partnership problematic because if ACB goes negative, the partner must report the shortfall as a capital gain on their income taxes. So back to Tom. Let's assume Tom was not a lawyer, but simply a silent partner in a regular limited partnership the end of 2019, his ACB would be calculated as follows. And let's assume that accounting and tax income are equal. So he has his initial contribution of $100,000. 2019, he drew $300,000 because the partnership made a, a pile of money. And so at December 31st, 2019, Tom has a negative ACB of negative $200,000. But then on January 1st, 2020, the $350,000 that was earned during 2019 is allocated in in the calculation of ACB. So in a typical limited partnership, Tom would have to report a capital gain of that negative $200,000 on his taxes or on the corpse taxes, depending on the ownership structure, in addition to the $350,000 income allocation. But Tom could subsequently claim a capital loss and carry it back. But mechanically, this is a nightmare. 
Fortunately, for limited liability partnerships, professional partnerships, which LLPs are typically reserved for professionals, Canada's Tax Act makes an exception and allows for ACB and such partnerships to go negative without triggering a capital gain. So that's ACB. Now on to ARA. In Canada's tax system, there's a concept called the at-risk amount or ARA. The ARA amount is in place to limit any particular partner from claiming partnership losses that might exceed their financial risk or at-risk amount in the partnership. This is done because the concept of a limited partnership and a limited liability partnership is meant to limit any particular partner's liabilities, um, and so it would follow that they could not be allocated losses in excess of the amount uh, which they've invested or are at-risk for in the partnership. The at-risk amount, said differently, is the amount of room for which a limited partner has to claim losses against. In most cases, uh, with lawyers and law firms, this number is rarely relevant because most of the law firms that we deal with rarely run into losses. So calculating ARA is very similar to calculating a tax ACB. In fact, the calculation starts with tax ACB and then adds in the current year income uh, that may not hit the ACB calc until the first day of the following fiscal year, as discussed earlier. So that's a high level overview of some of the most complex accounting and tax issues that lawyers face. Are you confused? Well, you're not alone. Um, and that's what great accountants are for, helping you understand the complexity so that you can take advantage of some of the perks in our tax system. Of course, as with anything in our tax system, there's a lot more depth in topics like partners' capital accounts, accounting versus tax income, adjusted cost base, and at-risk amount than the few minutes that we've given it here. This is particularly relevant with ARA when we're talking about real estate developers and mining companies. Your situation may vary wildly from the topics we've chatted about here, so make sure you check in with how your ACB, ARA, Partners Capital accounts matter to you. Check in with your tax advisors. Of course, if you'd like to get synced up with an accounting firm that handles LLPs and understands the intricacies, reach out to us at www.akenhenderson.ca. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to speaking with you on the remainder of these law firm podcasts.